Today is August 24th, 2022, and what did Joe Biden know about the order to raid Mar-a-Lago? Wall Street Journal op-ed says no legal basis for Mar-a-Lago search warrant, and Mike Davis joins us in just a minute. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Hey, good morning, guys. The Biden administration seemingly more involved in the Justice Department's unprecedented raid of Mar-a-Lago than it initially let on. The New York Post begging the question, what did Joe Biden really know about the drive to raid Mar-a-Lago? Biden seemingly signed off on part of the effort to review Trump records for classified material by working with the National Archives after initially claiming no knowledge about the raid. When Trump returned 15 boxes of material in May, officials at the National Archives found 700 pages of classified classified material. The DOJ then asked Biden's White House counsel for permission to give those documents to FBI agents. A National Archives letter now exposing Biden's role and that Trump knew he was under an ongoing criminal investigation since May. The letter stating in part, quote, it has now been four weeks since we informed you of our intent to provide the FBI access to the boxes so that it can conduct their reviews. The National Archives will provide the FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent president. Breaking news at the top of the show here, the front page of the New York Post today. Joe Biden ordering the raid on Mar-a-Lago. This is massively consequential to the Biden regime, which has stated that it had no knowledge of this. We didn't know. We're not sure what was going on. Yet Ron Klain is being subpoenaed by Jim Jordan. And now we have the smoking gun proof that Joe Biden ordered this political attack on his hypothetical political rival in 2024. This is Watergate 2.0, but far worse. It is nuclear Watergate. Get ready. And again, breaking news from the Wall Street Journal. Various legal minds and experts, including former White House counsel, saying this raid was flatly illegal. Not that it was wrong, but that it had no legal basis going into great detail on the Presidential Records Act and going into great detail as to how this is a utterly toothless capacity for the National Archives to compel a president. Who's president? Is the National Archives, are the librarians president in America? Or is the president president? The National Archives has no right, no legal right. This is longstanding, all the way up to the Supreme Court, to do this to Donald Trump and the legal scholars at the Wall Street Journal, including a former White House counsel and DOJ counsel, saying there is zero legal basis for this raid on Mar-a-Lago. Both breaking news pieces starting off the top of the hour. We want to bring in someone who also agrees with this. Mike Davis, founder and president of the Article 3 Project, who has been talking about this ad nauseum, who has been absolutely the driver of this conversation. There are so many cowards in the legal profession. Mike Davis is not one of them. He has been the front and center legal scholar on this issue. Mike, I'm sure you agree, but this must come as an incredible boon to you to look at the pages of the Wall Street Journal today and see a former White House counsel saying, yo, this is plainly not wrong. It's illegal. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been arguing that the president has the absolute constitutional authority to classify or declassify any record he wants for any reason he wants in any manner he wants. And he doesn't have to get a bureaucrat's permission to do this, a, a bureaucrat who works for him's permission to do this. I've also argued that under the Presidential Records Act, uh, an Obama judge in 2012 said the president has the sole statutory authority 
to determine whether these are personal records that belong to the president or presidential records that go to the archives, get archived and sent back to the former president's library. This Wall Street Journal piece takes it even one step farther by saying the Presidential Records Act does not differentiate between classified and unclassified materials. Former presidents are expected to have classified materials, so there's no way a former president could violate the, the, the Presidential Records Act or the Espionage Act by having classified materials. Former presidents get federally funded office space with secure facilities called SCIFs. They get, form, uh, they get the former president gets staff, federally funded staff with security clearances for the former president's and for the, the staff, they have Secret Service protection to guard the papers. This is a political witch hunt, a political fishing expedition by the Biden Justice Department because President Trump declassified and made personal the crossfire hurricane records on Russian collusion. And that's what they were going to get because they're politically damaging for the Obama, Biden, Hillary regimes. You, so you agree with these leaks from the Justice Department to Newsweek last week that this was not about the classified documents. It was about the declassified documents, Russia collusion. Absolutely. If you look at the inventory of the raid, look at number two. It talks about leather bound papers. President Trump almost certainly took, like, I know he took a, uh, he took a, he declassified those on January 19th, right? The day before he left office, there's actually a presidential directive, a memo. It wasn't just a magic wand that he declassified the, the Russian collusion documents, crossfire hurricane documents, and then he made a copy personal, which is his absolute statutory right to do. He took a copy with them. These records are damaging. The, the Biden Justice Department never followed through with President Trump's order of declassification, and it's declassified. They just didn't want to make it public because these records are very damaging to Obama, Biden, Hillary, FBI, Intel community, deep state. So uh, President Trump has the politically damaging documents, and that's why they did this home raid. So you tweeted out this morning this uh, comment, and I thought it was really fascinating. You're talking about how if this if they had nuclear codes, why did it take 18 months? Why did they deliberate for weeks? Why did they wait three days for a biased judge to issue the warrant? And what about the classifications in the raid inventory? Can you unpack this? It seems like a sm what you're saying here is there's a smokescreen. The feds are lying to us because this is a political hatchet job. So they said that the first of all, they leaked out to Newsweek about two weeks ago that the attorney general did not personally approve this raid. Well, we now know that that's bogus. He personally approved this raid. They also said that the Biden White House had nothing to do with this raid. We now know this is bogus. That letter from the National Archives specifically names the, the, the deputy White House counsel to President Biden, who was heavily involved with this raid. And now we have this leak where the Biden regime is trying to say that that uh, that Trump had these nuclear documents, right? They're trying to make this raid look more justified than it was. They're, it's a smokescreen, like you said, because they this is a political hit. This is a political hit to go get these damaging records, and so they say that nuke, uh, that Trump had the nuclear documents. Like let, let's let's just let's just hash that out. Like Trump broke into the nuclear football as he <laughs> as he was leaving the White House, stole the nuclear codes. Biden didn't catch it for eighteen months. They didn't change the codes. And Trump was going to pretend like he's Biden and launch the nukes from Mar-a-Lago. And Biden's secretary of defense was going to verify this launch because he got duped by Trump from Mar-a-Lago. This is nonsense. If you look you at that. It. Mike, you missed the fact that he got the nuclear codes by fighting the Secret Service off yes. like Jackie Chan and then yes. commandeering the beast, Hulk smashing, orange Hulk smashing through the barrier, commandeering the wheel. That's how he got him. Yeah. And then he put him in Melania's underwear drawer. And so they finally got him. <laughs>
That's how they got the, nu- the, the nuclear codes. And so think about it this way. If, if, if Trump had nuclear documents, why <laughs> did they wait 18 months to go get them, right? They, they waited 18 months. Why did Attorney General Merrick Garland in, in his spin and his lies put out this leak that he deliberated for weeks on whether to order this home raid? Well, if he deliberated for weeks, why were these documents so important? If he, if he can deliberate for weeks, if Trump's going to push that the, the, if he's going to launch the nukes from Mar-a-Lago or give the nuclear secrets to Iran like Obama did, uh, you know, why did they wait weeks? And then why did they wait three days after this biased judge, this judge who just recused on June 22nd from Trump's civil lawsuit against Hillary Clinton, who has this 2017 Facebook post bashing Trump's uh, integrity, somehow yeah. his bias went away uh, eight weeks later when he ordered, or six weeks later when he ordered this raid and uh, this unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlawful raid. And why didn't the inventory of the se- of the seized documents from Mar-a-Lago include Q-level classifications from the Department of Energy? They listed uh, TS documents, top secret documents. They listed SCI documents, secure compartment and information documents from the CIA. Where are the Q documents, right? Because they don't exist. This is bogus. This is a political charade. This was this was to get these documents back from Trump. The, the Biden regime, the Hillary regime, the Obama regime was willing to do this unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlawful raid because Trump had very damaging documents on Russian collusion, crossfire hurricane. Something that won't surprise you at all is that I am addicted to my cell phone. Why? Well, because I run a digital news company and at The Benny Show, we have 10 employees and they need to be online and their service needs to work and we need to make a profit to keep in business. So I have got to be balancing my budget as well. So how do you stay online and balance a budget, especially in these tight economic times? Use Pure Talk. We use Pure Talk at The Benny Show. It is the official sponsor of The Benny Show, and their service is incredible. It is the most reliable 5G network in America, and for just 30 bucks, you can get talk, text, and data on America's best network. And with the code Benny, you get 50% off your first month. Most families save around 75 bucks by switching over to Pure Talk. That's like a tank of gas. And who couldn't use an extra tank of gas in Joe Biden's America? So go over to puretalkusa.com and use the code Benny to get 50% off your new cell service today. And if you need one more reason to do it, you provide American jobs by doing this. Pure Talk is run by a United States military veteran, is their CEO. Man, they want America to win and you will win if you switch to Pure Talk today. Use the code Benny to get 50% off. Uh, Mike, I know you only have 60 seconds left, but I need to ask, we titled this Watergate 2.0. Do you think that the culpability, we're starting to see like history just repeats itself, man. It's a flat circle. It rhymes, right? Like, are we starting to see the collapse inside the regime? Are we going to start seeing the blame game happen here? Uh, What culpability does Biden have? This is exponentially bigger than Watergate. This is the Biden-Obama-Hillary regimes. First of all, they spied on President Donald Trump when he was a presidential candidate. They even spied on him when he was president. They came up with this Russian collusion nonsense. They impeached him twice. They tried to overturn the election twice as they're crying about democracy. And and now we're we're doing these Stasi-style home raids on a former president who happens to be Merrick Garland's boss's chief political rival for 2024. This is explosive. This is third world banana republic level nonsense. Will Joe Biden be impeached for this? 
He should be, and so should Merrick Garland, and so should FBI Director Chris Wray, uh, Lisa Monaco, the Deputy Attorney General, Matt Olson, the National Security uh, Division Assistant Attorney General, the, the U.S. attorneys who were involved with this, every president-appointed official who was involved with this political charade should should be impeached. They should go to jail. They, they politicized and weaponized the Justice Department against a former and future president. Mike Davis from the Article 3 Project, thank you so very much for joining us this morning, as always. Thank you. One of the few good lawyers out there, ladies and gentlemen, one of the few who actually fight. I think there are good lawyers out there, but they're not brave. Mike Davis is brave, and Mike Davis has been fighting. Another thing you got to say about Mike Davis, yo, we would not have a Trump Supreme Court nomination if it were not for Mike Davis. He personally was the one who got Neil Gorsuch on the court. He fought with Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett was a slam dunk with Mike Davis in the league and in the crawl. Mike Davis was ready to go. And now we must be ready to go as you watch the regime crumble around Joe Biden. Let's jump into this first story. This stuff is bombshell stuff. New York Post. You can start to see the collapse. It's happening. What did Joe Biden know? Joe Biden gave the order. We know it now. Joe Biden could have said Donald Trump has presidential privilege. Donald Trump had longstanding presidential privilege here in order to keep his documents. They cannot make a delineation between classified and unclassified. Joe, Joe Biden could have said, yo, we honor executive privilege. A Donald Trump was a president. But you see, they don't see that. These people are so broke brain. They don't include Donald Trump as a president. This is such an insult to you. And they realize that Donald Trump is the future of this nation and the future of this party and the destruction of the corrupted world that they have built, the rotted edifice, liberal world order that they have built. The person to burst through that, like the Kool-Aid man, here's Donald Trump. And so they must destroy him. It's, it's very simple math. It's very simple math. Rich Barris this morning said they'd realize that Donald Trump is the future and so if they don't destroy him now, then they are done for. That's what's happening here. Joe Biden did not give, inexplicably, did not give Donald Trump the right to have executive privilege over his documents. Joe Biden personally signed off on this raid. You could say, you could say it was Merrick Garland who personally signed off on it. Merrick Garland works for Joe Biden. Joe Biden's White House and White House counsel said, raid him. Get in there and grab everything you can. This is what is going to collapse the regime. Get ready. The official line spun by the White House is that President Joe Biden and his staff had no clue Attorney Merrick Garland was authorized to has authorized the armed FBI raid on ex President Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago's home. It turns out that they enabled the raid themselves and perhaps ordered it. Whoa. Now, public May 10th letter to Team Trump from acting national archivist Deborah Seidel notes that the president's counsel had told her, President Biden defers to my determination on respecting Trump's claims of executive privilege and that she had decided not to honor those claims. Oh, my, my, my. Uh-oh. She adds that the National Archivist will be providing the FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent president. So Joe Biden was ordering, according to official documents, ordering the FBI to grab and seize these documents. 
Joe Biden's lying. This is what's going to be the question inside of the hearings. Mark and timestamp this video. You're going to have Jim Jordan in charge of the Judiciary Committee. You're going to have Christopher Wray, Ron Klain, and Joe Biden himself sitting there testifying before Congress. You're going to have these scum, and they're going to be asked, what did you know, and when did you know it? Who gave the order? Who gave the stand down? Wall's letter led a June meeting where Trump aides handed the FBI documents on top of the January handover of other documents. So Donald Trump's team was cooperating with the National Archives. We know this. We know this because Donald Trump's own lawyers have said that they were cooperating with the National Archives and everyone was everyone was rolling, man. Everyone was like jiving. People were, the National Archives was like, we need to, we need to classify these documents. Donald Trump wasn't saying, no, they're mine. Donald Trump was saying, okay, here's this, here's that, here's this, here's that. Boom, the FBI comes in and raids them. Why? We know exactly why. Listen to Donald Trump's lawyer, cue this up. Clip B, go. Trump's legal team now claiming Biden had a hidden agenda. Listen. This was an event that was prime right before election. It is prime because he's way ahead in the polls. And the Wall Street Journal's headline today stated it perfectly clearly. This was an improper search. It was not done correctly. There was no need for it. And he was cooperating. Meanwhile, a federal judge is now requesting former President Trump's legal team elaborate on their motion asking for a special master to review the documents seized in the raid. The order giving Trump's team until Friday to, quote, file a supplement to the motion further elaborating on the following. The asserted basis for the exercise of the court's jurisdiction, the framework applicable, and the precise relief sought. And guys, a redacted affidavit from the Justice Department is expected to be turned over to the court tomorrow. Whoa. Did you hear that from Donald Trump's attorney? She said, we know what's going on here. This is a political hit job. They're after the declassified documents. We have Cash Patel on the show. We have Rick Grinnell on the show. They're both saying the same thing as Mike Davis said, as the DOJ lawyers are saying. Donald Trump declassified documents that make the cabal of James Comey, James Clapper, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and Hillary Clinton. Those people are implicated in the largest crime ever executed on our political process in this country, we only know 40% of those documents. Donald Trump presumably had the other 40% of declassified documents himself. He legally declassified them and the FBI went in to smash and grab. The FBI also did this smash and grab in order to take the heat off of Joe Biden. Notice Joe Biden's been gone, yo. Joe Biden is not around. Joe Biden is on his third vacation in four weeks. Two weeks in whatever, Kanoa Island, Joe Biden off there sleeping, Warther's original stuck in the back of his mouth, depends full. Joe Biden went then to the basement in Delaware, haven't seen him. When was the last time you saw Joe Biden like say a thing in public? This is a weaponized political raid in order to change the tune of the American public, to put the spotlight away from Biden's failures and onto Donald Trump, because that's where they can activate their base. And then in order to smash and grab inside of Trump's house, grab everything you can. We get one shot at this. Try to implicate him in January 6th. Try to grab something from him for January 6th. Try and rid him of the documents he had that implicated Barack Obama and Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton, all of whom will be running against Donald Trump for president in 2024. 
Well, Ben, there's only one guy on the ticket. Yo, 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 it's all of them on the ticket. You not think Barack Obama's not president right now? Come on, live in the real world with me. Barack Obama is serving his third term right now through weekend at Bernie's. Let's say you're walking down the street and you see Paul Pelosi wobbling and wandering out of a bar and he offers to give you a ride home. Would you get in his car? Let's say Hunter Biden offered to take your laptop to the repair shop. Would you let him? Of course not, because you're a smart person. So why would you let Hunter Biden's father and Paul Pelosi's wife, Nancy and Joe, run your bank account? Of course you wouldn't. Why are you trusting these people to manage your money? They are doing a horrific job of it, and you can see the signs of that all around the country. Inflation is going insane. Inflation is real. The real CPI is at another 40-year high. The recession is real. They're lying to you. There is a recession, and if your money is tied up in the U.S. dollar, then you are messing with fire. You are getting inside of that passenger seat with Paul Pelosi at the wheel slurring his words. It's critical for you to take a hard look right now at your family's value, income, and savings and say, wait a second, it's time to diversify. Gold and silver is what I suggest through my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free information kit on how to diversify your savings with precious metals. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and countless five-star reviews. I myself have used Birch Gold and I now have some of my savings diversified into actual, literal, physical gold that I can hold in my hand and it is a wonderful feeling, ladies and gentlemen. Text Benny to 989898 to get a Birch Gold Info Kit today and start learning about real value. So while Joe Biden watches the birds and falls asleep to the price is right, applesauce dribbling down his face, ready for that depends change, you got the actual people running the office of the presidency. Susan Rice, Ron Klain, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. And those people could not allow Donald Trump to have classified documents, declassified, which he did legally, and then to have them in his safe, ready to run in 2024. They said it. They said it. Many mysteries here in this case, according to the article. Why exactly did Garland go for the raid when Trump was turning over the documents regularly? What's the deal here? Who gives the librarian, the communist librarians at the National Archives, right over the president's Fourth Amendment? Since when does the National Archives, which houses the Constitution, so interesting. You ever been to D.C.? You go to the National Archives? You can find the Fourth Amendment right there. It's inside this big, beautiful columned hall. You ever been there on a a field trip? I'm sure you have. You go in, you look at the uh, Bill of Rights. You go look at the founding documents sitting there in black and white, the Fourth Amendment. So the National Archives literally house the original Fourth Amendment, the original documents housed in the National Archives, and they are the ones who are lighting them on fire. Communist librarians, baby. Meanwhile, the Justice Department is arguing in public to keep everything secret. Another question. When was the last time the guilty party is like, hey, expose everything? Was OJ Simpson out there being like, give me that look, give me that glove, cover it in ketchup. I'm ready to put it on. Nobody who's guilty is sitting there saying, I want all the evidence out, put it all out. Everything, everything I've ever said, everything I've ever done, every text, every tweet, everything. No one, no one. It is the guilty parties that try to obscure, 
hide from the public, selectively leak. And that is exactly what Merrick Garland's DOJ is doing. It is repulsive, repulsive. Garland has the audacity, the bloody cheek to get up there and go, we only speak through our court filings. Well, then speak. Let us see the affidavit. But he won't do it. They won't let us see the affidavit. They won't let us see anything. They want to hide it all. The exact same reason they wanted to hide Russiagate. I know I'm going on a rant here, but yo, the affidavit for Russiagate said steel dossier. That's what the affidavit for Russiagate said. Steel dossier. The PP tapes. That's what they used in order to spy on Trump. And it's the same thing here. It's innuendo. Okay. They're, they used innuendo. They used reporting that was, that was facilitated by them. Maggie Haberman's reporting at the New York Times. Trust me. Trust me. Timestamp the video. Maggie Haberman's Trump derangement syndrome reporting at the New York Times. That's what's going to be in this affidavit. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be no hard evidence. It's just going to be innuendo and uh, soul cycle gossip for women on way too much Xanax in Georgetown in their Lululemons. That's what it is. That's what's going to be the basis for this humiliation. The New York Times reported back in April that Biden had been there telling his aides that he wanted Garland to indict Trump. Biden has openly said on Jimmy Kimmel that he looks forward to putting Trump in prison. We'll cue that clip up uh, next show. Biden has openly said, we are looking forward to putting Trump in prison. He said it on Jimmy Kimmel. Everyone laughed. Joe Biden has this plan. New York Times reported that Joe Biden's pushing his aides to indict Trump for something. Evidence in search of a crime. Crime in search of evidence. Which way is it supposed to work? Evidence in search of a crime means that this bloody glove, this bloody water bottle has your DNA on it. You used it. This is the murder weapon. And you killed Colonel Mustard with it in the library. Crime in search of an evidence is Joe Biden saying, I don't like orange, man. And then saying, go find some evidence to indict him. It's third world. It's sick. It's evil. And even Democrats are starting to say, uh, hey, we're really scared about where this is going. Wall Street Journal today in a shocking op-ed. You have multiple lawyers who worked in the DOJ and as the White House counsel. You don't have to be a right winger to work as a White House counsel. In fact, the chances are you're going to be a left winger working as a White House counsel. Multiple lawyers arguing in the Wall Street Journal today, there was no legal basis for the Mar-a-Lago search warrant. Let's get into this because this is the crux of the issue. This is the crux of the... So every issue and on every crime, the American legal system is built upon precedent, right? So if you commit a crime, what the lawyer is going to look at and what the attorneys are going to look at, what the judge and the jury are going to look at, are going to say, yo, if you committed crime X, what have the last people who committed this crime been charged with? How much time did they serve? What kind of deals did they make? This is a longstanding precedent. We got to make sure that we are fair and judicious here. All legal theory is based on precedent. So what is the precedent for the raid of Mar-a-Lago? Who's asking these important questions? If you turn on MSNBC right now, what you're going to see is you're going to see the equivalent, the news equivalent of the dog out of Up. You ever seen that dog? The little voice box that says, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. That's what's going on right now inside of the Trump derangement syndrome media. They're just screaming squirrel because they love the fact that Trump got raided. 
No one's even asking the question, was this legal? Will this result in the furtherance of the collapse of the regime? And these lawyers, David Ravikin and Lee Casey, who is a former White House and Department of Justice lawyers, both of these men write in the Wall Street Journal today that there was no legal basis in America for this raid. Here we go. This is super important. And I think uh, when you're uh, at the water cooler at work or when you're talking with your lib friends, you better have these facts down. They note, the warrant authorized the FBI to seize all physical documents and records consulting to evidence and contraband, fruits of a crime, uh, and or other illegally possessed violations of, uh, of 18 U.S.C. 793. Emphasis added. These three criminal statutes all address the possession and handling of materials that contain national security information, public records, and materials relevant to an investigation and other matters properly before the federal agencies or the courts. You are currently living through the dumpster fire of the Joe Biden presidency, and that can be a tough pill to swallow. So why add more tough pills to swallow to your nutritional supplements? Did you know that Nutritional supplements in pill form is actually one of the worst ways to absorb nutrients. That's why doctors and nutritionists created Healthy Cell, a great tasting ingestible gel with 165% more absorption than pills. It's hard to make a vitamin liquid that tastes good naturally, but Healthy Cell did it. And I use Healthy Cell every single morning along with my wife, who, let me tell you, is a nutrition stickler. Nurse Kate, man, if this passes her test, it is gold. And speaking of gold, you don't want to waste your gold, your money on pills that don't work. So use Healthy Cell, something that tastes great and gets the job done. Visit HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. That's Healthy Cell, C-E-L-L, and use the code Benny for 20% off your first order. HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. Be healthier than Joe Biden. Those statutes are general in their text and application. But Mr. Trump's documents are covered by a specific statute, the Presidential Records Act of 1978. It's long been Supreme Court position, as stated in a Morton versus Macaroni, that there will be no clear intention, otherwise or a specific statute, will not be controlled or nullified by a general one, regardless of the priority of enactment. Now, what does that actually mean? It's a lot of legal terms there. Here we go. The former president's rights under the Presidential Record Act, Trump, pun intended, any application of the laws the FBI warrant cites, meaning that Donald Trump has privilege over these broad statutes because he was the president. Yo, Benny, I, this happens to me all day on Twitter, but Hillary Clinton, but my emails, you saw Hillary Clinton actually tweet about her emails. Hey, I know this is going to come as a really painful news flash to all of you. And we got our rubber dinghies ready to go here at The Benny Show for all of the salty tears that will flow down the street when I say this. But Hillary Clinton was never president. Hillary Clinton won't be president. Hillary Clinton is not the president. So when Hillary Clinton mishandles classified information, she is not the executive. The power to handle classified information and to classify information comes from the executive and the executive alone. Hillary Clinton wasn't president. Here we go. The Wall Street Journal. 
The Presidential Record Act lays out in detail the requirements for how archivists are to administer the records, handle privileged claims, and make records public and impose restrictions on access. Notably, it doesn't address the process by which a former president's records are physically to be turned over to the archivist or to set any deadline, leaving this matter to be negotiated between the archivist and the former president. And the former president could just say, we don't want to. You're a librarian. You're a sad. You are a sad incel librarian. I am the president. I am Geotis. I am Alpha Energy. You are feminine, ener feminine feline energy. You live inside of a national archive. You don't have power over me. You're a nameless, faceless bureaucrat. And you are going to dance to my tune, baby, because I am the chief executive. That's how this kind of stuff works. Nobody elected the national archivist. You didn't vote for the National Archivist. You voted for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a protected branch of the government. He himself, you vote for. The National Archivist is not a branch of the government. The National Archivist is not in the U.S. Constitution. The presidency is. President Trump's attorneys filed a motion on Monday in federal court in Florida that says that the search warrant was a general warrant. We've been talking about this. And they need to have a special master appointed to return seized materials that implicate attorney-client privilege or executive privilege. They argue that the president's Fourth Amendment rights were violated and that the search warrant was so broad as to amount to a general search, which, which has been prohibited since the days of redcoat soldiers. <laughs> they actually quote that. Who provided and provoked the Bill of Rights in the first place. Ravikin and Casey, the writers of this article in the Wall Street Journal, Note that there is no provision in the Presidential Record Act that would allow a search warrant to be executed against a president, absent some crime having been committed and a conviction having been reached. Yo! Has Donald Trump been convicted of a crime? Maybe inside the uh, Chardonnay-fueled haze in Hillary Clinton's brain? as she wobbles and wanders through the woods. But not in reality. Donald Trump is not con convicted of any crime. Here you have these two homies who were the White House counsel and the Department of Justice counsel saying this is clearly illegal. And the Supreme Court is going to destroy this in a 9-0 ruling because the Supreme Court has precedent here and that there are multiple legal cases leading up to this that state that the National Archivist, who is just a sad incel librarian sitting there with her blue hair inside of the bowels of the National Archives in Washington, D.C., seething and crying as she walks by the Fourth Amendment, that that person has no power over the presidency. And the FBI has absolutely no right to go in and seize documents from Donald Trump. It's a political hit job. It's going to backfire. It's going to hurt. People are going to go to jail for this, as Mike Davis just said. And they are already seeing the backfire happening. I just must note one more time that Tom Fitton with Judicial Watch sued in order to try and get documents from Bill Clinton and Bill Clinton, it was thrown out of court. Bill Clinton kept recordings in his sock drawer. Yo, I don't want 
whatever's in Bill Clinton's sock drawer, that stuff's gross. I have no interest in going through Bill Clinton's sock drawer. Can't imagine the things you'd find in there. Uh, don't ever take a black light to it. But Tom Fitton said Bill Clinton had secret recordings in his sock drawer. Bill Clinton said in court, he did. Yo, I got secret recordings, Bill Clinton said. I got them. I got, I got the recordings. And Tom Fitton was, the, the, the judge laughed him out of the courtroom and said, you have no right to take a president's property, whether it's classified, declassified, whether it's important to the national conversation, whether Bill Clinton was talking through the nuclear codes in his secret recording. You have no power to take anything from Bill Clinton, and that is standing law right now. That case has never been overturned. That case has never been relitigated. And Tom Fitton, who is a baller, who has a ton of political muscle and a ton of legal muscle, has never tried to overturn that. He just had to hang his head and say, we lost because, of course, we, have, we just don't have the right. And the judge was right. And this is exactly what will happen with Trump. He will be exonerated. This is the hubris of these people, the hubris of the illegality of these people to come after Trump once more. And what's going to happen? It's the same thing. It's the same wily coyote. They're going to open up the bigger, brighter, shinier Acme box, and it's going to backfire in their faces. Get ready. It's already backfiring. Were you paying attention last night? Are you paying attention? Are you accepting the information that is being transmitted last night? This is why they're scared. This is why they're scared. Florida, New York, Oklahoma, lock in party nominees in critical races as Donald Trump romps last night in a massive series of victories, in the collapse of the liberal state, in the destruction of the rotted edifice of the liberal world order. It is at hand. They have actually inspired this. The boomerang is upon us. They have inspired further candidates to run for office. Did you vote yesterday? I voted in Florida. I walked into, walked into my voting location with a Tucker Carlson shirt on. Tucker Carlson wearing a crown says King. Yo, I walked up and the lady there handing me my ballot. She's like, are you a Tucker fan? And I was like, I am, ma'am. And she goes, mm, I love watching him at night, but sometimes he keeps me up at night because I just get scared. And I was like, you know what? We have bright days ahead of us. That's what the lady said to me. That's what the lady said to me, hand to God. And I was able to, I was able to witness to that lady. I was able to say, you know what? Tucker's right. Tucker's right. I even work for, I worked for Tucker for a couple of years. Tucker, man, best boss you could possibly ask for. What a complete and awesome dude he is. And he doesn't mean to be all doom and gloom, but you got to have profits. Profits in their days are often looked at harshly because they're giving you tough truths that aren't exactly nice. They aren't nice truths to the establishment, but they're profits nonetheless. And Tucker Carlson is telling you what's going on now so that we can save this place. So I was able to witness this little lady at my polling place. It was beautiful. Also, man, have polling places in Florida where the ladies who run the polling places are Tucker fans. How confident does that make you in the votes in Florida? It should make you super confident because Florida went super based last night and Ron DeSantis was celebrating as 
he collapsed the liberal and leftist school boards in this state as multiple Trump-endorsed candidates romped to victory. We'll cover all of it, but let's jump over to Ron DeSantis at his victory party. Ron DeSantis was jubilant. Here was his message about the state of Florida. Are you going to turn out this November so we can keep this state free? And yes, by you coming out in full force this November, we will send a message to this man in the White House that we are fighting back against his destructive policies. And Florida will be the vanguard of freedom in this country. We were able to, you know, I didn't have anyone run against me in the primary. You, I always run hard, but it's much better to run unopposed. Marco didn't, Attorney General Moody. So there wasn't a lot of races for Republicans, but you know what we said? Every race is important, particularly these school board races. So we got involved to help candidates who were fighting the machine, fighting the lockdowners, fighting the force maskers, fighting the people that want to indoctrinate our kids instead of educate our kids. And I'm happy to report for, to you tonight that because of your energy and enthusiasm, we were able to win school board victories all across the state of Florida. Count them, baby. Count them. 25. Count them. Mm, 25 different candidates. DeSantis endorsed on school board races across Florida, won, romped to victory in local elections. DeSantis, I think, has a perfect endorsement record in this state for school boards. How based is that? Even more based, Charlie Crist, the man who used to be a Republican, now turned Democrat, won the right to run against Ron DeSantis and get his ass beat, his skinny tanned ass beat by Ron DeSantis in the November election. So Charlie Crist beat out Nikki Freed, fried, Nikki fried. Well, she got fried at the ballot box. Won't even get a chance to run against DeSantis. She's only doing that. I mean, she's like, Democrats have completely like abandoned, abandoned all ye hope, ye who enter, libs who enter here. We should put those signs up at the border of Florida for libs that try and come in here and to change and wreck this state. This is the Red Kingdom now, baby. It's the Red Kingdom. Not just that, but Anna Paulina Luna won the GOP nomination for Congress in Florida's 13th congressional district. Anna Paulina Luna had this to say on Twitter. She is a friend of the show. She is someone that I've worked with quite a bit in the past with Turning Point USA. Uh, this was her tweet from last night, image two. Thank you, Pinellas County. I look forward to representing you in Washington, D.C., delivering uh, results for the community. President Trump, I kicked ass like you wanted me to. Yeah, okay. You ready for the new right? You ready? Matt Gates won as well. He had a primary challenger. Matt Gates won and destroyed in his district in Florida up in the panhandle. Gates had this to say uh, after Donald Trump called him with a congratulations. What else, Washington tonight? Uh, yeah, I've had. I uh, heard from President Trump. Actually, he okay. gave me a call. Uh, and uh, he was very excited and very proud. And he told the great voters in Northwest Florida to be ready uh, because we've got another big win coming in 2024. 
Boom. What did Donald Trump have to say about the night? Donald Trump said this on Truth Social, 26 and 0 tonight, turning numerous tight races into big, easy wins. Overall, for the last four years, 98.4% on endorsement. Donald Trump doing a victory lap. You can't stop it, man. The whole operation here from Joe Biden, it's all to stop that, that tweet. This is the tweet right there. Toss up the uh, image three again. Look at that. That's what they're looking to stop. This is what they're looking to stop. Donald Trump, O and tw 26 and O, zero losses last night for Donald Trump endorsed candidates. Donald Trump romping 98% endorsement rate, 98 plus percent endorsement rate on candidates. This is what they're trying. This is what they're trying to stop. This is what they're trying to stop. They know that the Republican Party is Trump and Trump is the Republican Party. Why do they seethe so much and cry so much about Liz Cheney, of all people? Liz Cheney? The spawn of Dick Cheney? This is, this is their hero? Because they want that Republican Party. They want a servile, drooling, weak, bootlicking, butt-kissing Republican Party that shakes and begs for the approval of the Wall Street Journal of the New York Times, of the Washington Post, of CNN. That's the Republicans they want. They want dogs. They want servile little dogs. They want Mitt Romney to be riding on their rooftop, right, on vacation. They want to lock Mitt Romney in a cage and put him on their rooftop during vacation. Remember, Mitt Romney did that to his dog. What is it with these people, by the way, in dog torture? Man, Dr. Fauci also tortures dogs. And he's a hero to the left. Again, they know that Donald Trump is the Republican Party and the Republican Party is Donald Trump. And that this is the single greatest, largest, and they ne were never planning on this, existential threat to their world order. And their world order is now being clowned and it's collapsing and that's why they must, must destroy Trump. Donald Trump down the ticket, down the ticket to its very local levels. What's the purpose of federalism? What's the purpose of our system? The purpose of our system is that the people who represent you in your local hometown for your school boards are, are and rightly should be more important than the president of the United States. We're upside down right now as a country. We should care more about this next story than about the presidential election, in my honest opinion. Let's go. Breitbart says that leftists are crushed in school boards across Florida. 25 DeSantis-backed school board candidates win local election. Florida flipped multiple major school boards from liberal to conservative Tuesday evening, continuing a nationwide trend of parents taking back public schools. Hallelujah! Florida school board elections have been a major political battleground, battleground in this cycle, and big names like DeSantis, Byron Donalds making endorsements around the campaign trail. While primary... While primary elections occurred in Florida, New York, Oklahoma Tuesday, Florida had general elections for school boards. So these are permanent, meaning the winners will be the official members of the boards. Many of the winning candidates have been endorsed by the 1776 Project PAC, an organization that was instrumental in flipping school districts from liberal to conservative across country. Mess around and find out. Mess around and find out. 1776 PACs hopes that these successes across the country will scare the hell out of the left. Sarasota County School Board flipped 3-2 leftist to a 4-1 conservative majority. 3-2 <laughs> to 4-1 in Sarasota. Sarasota, by the way, ain't like super right wing, you know? 
it's like a bigger city. You got some metropolitan areas, right? You got some young liberals there. This ain't like Sarasota is not like super hard, right? Like, like ranchers and stuff. It's like people living on people living on the beach and high rises. They're destroying in Clay County. Clay County School Board is now a three two conservative majority after three conservative candidates won their elections. <laughs> Duval County in the city of Jacksonville, Duval County School Board, which also encompasses the city of Jacksonville, also flipped to conservatives Tuesday evening. So you have Jacksonville. They got an NFL team in Jacksonville. You got the Jacksonville Jaguars. You got this big old city in Florida that I think by I think they have a Democrat member of Congress comes from Jacksonville. I'm pretty sure about that. You have this big old metropolitan city, NFL team, everything like that, woke corporations and so on, wine moms and libs and low information Starbucks people. They are voting for conservative school boards inside of Florida. Miami-Dade County! Miami-Dade County flipped conservative Tuesday. <laughs> Come on, Yo! Are you having fun yet? Are you sick of winning? Martin County School Board flipped conservative. Uh, Monica, uh, 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 Monica County flipped conservative. Here we go. There's a bunch of names of conservatives who won the two. They're too long in the article to, to get to. Too long. All these conservatives won flipping their school boards. Get out and vote in your local elections. This is what matters. What's, what matters more to your children on an everyday basis? It's a good question. What their teachers are allowed to indoctrinate and poison into their, into their brains? Like the teachers reverse engineering your Christian beliefs, your your worldview on your children, turning them into little communists or the president of the United States. I mean, you can argue the president's really important, but I would argue that on a day-to-day basis, what matters to your children more is the school board and to the teachers and the indoctrination and the like sick perversion. The, 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 the just, this, this, you see what happens in these schools, man. It's, this is sickening. It's disgusting. And it's about as disgusting, I mean, quite frankly, about as disgusting as Paul Pelosi. Paul Pelosi, disgusting man. This guy's a sicko. This guy is now on camera trying to bribe cops, slurring his words, falling over, the Paul Pelosi dash cam video released yesterday. Paul Pelosi kind of like these teachers where he's like these woke teachers where he's like pilled up and hopped up and has no connection with reality. As you will see in this dash cam video, you can watch Paul Pelosi literally fall over in the California highway patrol video that was released yesterday of Nancy Pelosi's Husband, Paul Pelosi. The long-awaited video shows Pelosi's alleged slurred speech and what police previously described as objective signs of intoxication and his inability to perform sobriety tests like this. Check it out. If you feel like you're not impaired, we could just skip to doing a breath, a breath test. Yeah, you can grab onto my shoulder. Yeah, so feet together, arms on your sides. You're going to look up at the sky, and then you're going to close your eyes, and then I'm going to say it again, and then... I want you to injure yourself. Would you be willing to do the breathalyzer test? And I, I wouldn't want it, you to fall over and hurt yourself. Are you sure you could complete the test? 
Because I really don't want you to fall over and hurt yourself. That's the last thing I'm... Right, but, but that, that defeats the, the whole purpose of the test, grabbing onto a throw car. So I'm requesting that you take a, uh, a breathalyzer test. Um, it's not a, it's a, it's a voluntary test, but... So, so none of the tests are pass or fail. Are you willing to do the breathalyzer test? Fox News said that plastered Paul Pelosi had smashed his 2021 Porsche into another driver's 2014 Jeep, and he sustained major collision damage. We have images of Paul Pelosi's hand. Paul Pelosi's banged up, beat up. Paul Pelosi and this other driver had a massive accident that has left that other driver hospitalized. What we have is reports that man who we believe may have been an illegal immigrant, we'll see, he wasn't able to, he was speaking Spanish on the tapes. That man still has to be hospitalized to this day. This crash happened in May 28th. Now, maybe that's just recurring things. Maybe that's something that's happening. That's what was reported last night on Jesse Waters' show. Pelosi told the officers that he started drinking at seven and he just finished around eight. After stops at the hospital, and the local CHP office, that's the police office, and then the county jail. So Paul Pelosi went to jail. Investigators determined he had a blood alcohol content of 0.082. That's above the limit. Probably much, much higher than that. Photos show bruises on Pelosi's hands after the crash. Pelosi said to the officers in his slurred speech that he was a member of the 1199 Foundation and presented to them a card. The card said that he is a platinum donor to the police, that he made a donation of six figures to the police department. So here's Pelosi trying to bribe himself out of a ticket here. And then he claims he's a high profile person, in case you're wondering how this all works. Here is footage of Paul Pelosi attempting to bribe police officers, saying that he is a man of great importance. Do you know who my wife is? She rides to work on a broomstick. She's currently in Taiwan. Take it away, Paul. And when Paulie realized things weren't really going his way, he pulled a, do you know who I am? Wait, wait, wait. Can we hear that one more time? And then this time, keep it rolling. Right, no, I understand who you are. And I'm not, I'm not here to try to, to do anything... Uh, to okay, we'll draw any negative attention to you. Um, if you've been honest with me, there's really nothing that you should be worried about in terms of the alcohol you consume. If you've been honest with me about your consumption being only two, two glasses of, of, of alcohol. So Paul Pelosi is saying, you know, I'm a high-profile person. Let me ask you, if you get pulled over by a cop and if you reach into your back pocket and you pull out money, or a card that says you're a donor to something, if you pull out some, uh, some, something that says that you are a you know, very important person, well, what's an anchorman, right? Anchorman, I'm kind of a big deal. Dude, maybe you don't know me, but I'm kind of a big deal. He pulls, he pulls a Ron Burgundy. He pulls a Ron Burgundy there. He does the anchorman. He literally pulled a Will Ferrell anchor, anchorman there with the cops. Now, if you tried to do this, if you dear viewer, or me, sweet, sweet Benny, would were to get pulled over and I was drunk off my ass 
and I'm slurring and I'm falling over and I can't even do my sobriety test. And then I reach into my pocket and I pull out, there you go. You see this? This is my, uh, get out of, this is say, Mr. Officer. This is, uh, you gotta let me go. This is my get out of, get out of snail free card. Like if I did that to the cops, not only would they put me in handcuffs, they'd charge me extra. I mean, they'd probably put that in my hearing and say he tried to bribe police officers, which has its own litigation and crime, mandatory sentencing. Paul Pelosi is getting out of jail free, essentially. Scott free because of who he is. Paul Pelosi pled guilty to a DUI, got time served, and got released. He has to have a little uh, little uh, 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 tube to blow in. He's on, uh, he's on like parole or something but he doesn't have any officer to check in with. He doesn't have to do anything. He's just on like parole. Whoa. It must be nice to be a communist overlord inside of a communist country. This is exactly what's happening. It's, it's California. He's a Pelosi inside of California. He's got a blow into some little thing when he gets into his car. Uh, okay. Man, that's interesting. Can we put that on his um, Robinhood account so that before he does insider trading... He has to go blow into some little thing to say that he hasn't gotten this information from Nancy. Can we get that attached to his Schwab account before he goes into insider trades? That's that's a larger danger probably to our country right now. Can we get one of those devices put on Nancy Pelosi's broomstick before she flies to Taiwan? Can we get one of those? Then maybe she wouldn't be uh, starting World War III with China. Just a thought, thoughts, deep thoughts from your boy Benny. Deep thoughts from Rand Paul. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Rand Paul ain't gonna uh, take, you know, the munchkin, Dr. Fauci retiring uh, and send him off to La La Land, right? The Lollipop Guild. The the, We represent the Lollipop Guild. That is uh, Dr. Fauci singing, trying to get off into the sunset. A lot of Wizard of Oz, a lot of Wizard of Oz metaphors, actually, this show. Nancy Pelosi broomsticks, the lollipop guild, Dr. Fauci trying to sing his way off the clip. Trying to sing his way off the off the stage. <laughs> hey, guys, Republicans are taking uh, control of Congress, so I'm going to grab my sucker. I'm going to dance and just kind of dance off stage left here in the lollipop guild. And that ain't happening. Rand Paul saying, no, sir, I'm going to duct tape you to the wall. Rand Paul, Kentucky Senator Paul, sent a letter Tuesday to the National Institute of Health saying they must preserve their documents and communications with Dr. Anthony Fauci's uh, in relation to his tenure at NIH. Yikes. In a letter first obtained by the Daily Caller, Paul said on the NIH specifically to preserve all records, emails, electronic documents, and data created by or shared with Dr. Fauci during his tenure at NIH. That relates to COVID-19 or coronavirus research all the way back to 1984. I was born in 1986. Maybe you were presumably not born back when Dr. Fauci first took over this role at NAID. 1984. So Rand Paul is calling for documents way back into 1984. Maybe the National Archivist cannot get on that because you need one. 1984. So this is older than me. That's how far Dr. Fauci has been there. This is older than uh, Royce. Royce is running the show today. Fantastic. We call him Rolls Royce around here. I don't think we have the Rolls Royce cam set up yet. We'll get there. But Royce, Royce is, how old are you, Royce? Royce is 20. Royce is 20. 
Whew. So this is definitely not back to Royce's birthday. Royce was born with uh, Royce was born. We we had Wi-Fi. We had Wi-Fi. There was no such thing as a blockbuster when Royce was born. Royce does not know. Be kind. Rewind. Royce has no idea of what the glorious time that we lived through with the original Pizza Huts. Royce doesn't know. Very sad. But Royce, I mean, Dr. Fauci has been in charge. Dr. Fauci has been collecting a government paycheck twice as long as Royce has been alive. Unbelievable. Rand Paul called for the National Institute of Health to notify all current and former employees to preserve any relevant documents or communications with Dr. Fauci. Rand Paul's going in, baby. Dr. Fauci misled the American people on the public health guidance throughout the pandemic and lied to Congress under oath, and he funneled tax dollars to dangerous research in communist China. The American people deserve transparency and accountability from the NIH regarding COVID-19 and pandemic, and regardless of Dr. Fauci's future employment plans, in light of this announcement, I formally request that you ensure the preservation of all documents and communication, so on and so on and so forth. Rand Paul's going in, baby. You remember Rand Paul's the guy who made Dr. Fauci shake during the hearing? We put this up on Instagram. Dr. Fauci was literally shaking during the hearing. You could see his hands shake. Baby, your your day is your day is uh, coming, and it will be glorious. And that's that's what's happening for all of us here at the Benny Show. Our days, the days shall be glorious. We are optimistic on this show. We're optimistic. We are optimistic because we're the happy people. The left are miserable. It doesn't even matter what happens. They could win all the elections. They could be in control of everything. They're miserable people. They lack the spiritual rigor. They lack God in their lives. They lack purpose in their lives. Their purpose of their lives are power. And so therefore they are miserable, right? No amount of power. It's just gnawing, right? Satanic. It just gnaws at your soul. Okay. It's demonic. We are happy and we are ascendant. And that is what's so beautiful about this movement. It's what's so beautiful about you, dear viewer. It's what's so beautiful about what we're creating here. I want to thank you once more for watching. I want to say thank you for watching. We have had and seen just record month over month viewership. We work day and night, night and day on this show. We bring you the the best guests that we can book. And we have ex really huge, exciting announcements to make about some very, very special features on this show. Can't say them just yet. We are about to, we're about to get extra based, super based, you could even call it. Ladies and gentlemen, we just want to say thank you in conclusion of today's show. If you like this show and you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. Please click like on the page. Please share this video with your friends. If you don't like what you heard, well then, wow, you listened to an, a differing opinion. And that's pretty rare these days. So hats off to you. So I just want to say, please subscribe to the show. Please, ladies and gentlemen, drop us a line, Benny at BennyJohnson.com. We want to hear from you. We, this is a show built by you, for you, and we're proud to do it. That's because we have the same priorities that you do. God, family, country. That's the priorities for us on this show. We are free, men and women, and we're going to stay that way. And we're pretty excited about it. Very uplifted this morning. God bless all of you. My name is Benny Johnson.